That Don't Sound Right is a podcast about talking, talking the way we did before the internet, when you could not prove anyone right or wrong. All the expertise was contained in the people involved with the conversation. I'm Peter. I'm Cecil. And I hope you enjoy our conversations. And as you listen, if you find yourself silently saying, that don't sound right, send us a comment. You're one of us. You can easily get that. That should be standardized (laughs) everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. care which we pick. Just pick one. And I have a feeling Liberia also has our way of doing the date. Yep. Hey, welcome back to That Don't Sound Right. I'm welcoming Peter back from his vacation. Hey, hey, hey. it's good to be back. You know, that was partially a vacation. Partially, it was just a recovery. <laughs> Right. From COVID. Right. You, you tested after you got back from Germany. Yeah, Austria. Austria. Yeah, yeah. I was starting to feel bad, and before we got on the plane, I was, uh, I was negative, so figured, right. well, it was something else. And then by the time we landed, I was feeling not so good, yeah. tested, and sure enough, it was positive. And then it went down from there, downhill from there. Now, would they have kept you in Austria had you tested positive? No, they don't require any kind of testing. You just get on the plane now. You just get on the plane. Yeah. And nice. No one, no. I mean, everyone else could have. Right. I was surprised how many hacking and coughing kids and adults were on that airplane. See, it's There was changing. a lot of hacking and coughing yeah. on that plane. Yeah, it's changing. Because, like, when our daughters were in, and my wife was in Spain earlier this year, yeah. they had to test twice right. before they got on that plane. But, you know, that was only because they were going through Portugal. Yes. Had they gone through Spain, they wouldn't have that issue. Right. Or if they would have booked the tickets in, under the same ticket number and not had 24 hours elapsed. They right. Would, yeah. There was yeah. a lot of rules back then. Yeah, yeah. They just kind of shoved them all. Now we're all getting sick. Yeah. But it's good to be back. Thank you, Scott, for sitting in last week. Yes, Scott, I thoroughly enjoyed the stories <laughs> and uh, your, your banter with Cecil there. Yeah. And uh, the whole bear wrestling thing, though... I'm a little skeptical on the whole training process of a bear. How do you train a bear? How do you train? I don't think you train a bear to wrestle. I, well, so Ricky, uh, which he allowed me to use his name okay. uh, today. Hey, I talk, so I talked to Ricky today, and he said several things about that. All he right. said, one, I had to make a correction in that he did not pay $20 to wrestle a bear. His friend paid him $20 to wrestle a bear. <laughs> so that's the first correction. So he did it basically for free. He basically did it for free. And so I don't know what the rest of the setup was, but Ricky's part of it, he was paid 20 bucks to wrestle with I'd really like to hear how that conversation went down. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine. So then the second thing was, he said, in response to Scott and I's uh, situation that we put forth in our last episode about whether a trained fighter could beat a bear, Ricky said there's no way. He said there's no way to beat the bear. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. Is the bear trained to wrestle? I don't so, think the bear is trained to wrestle. The bear was trained, uh, the bear is trained to, what he would do is he would, Ricky gave me these details today, he would basically put his mouth on your shoulder, and then when the trainer said, gave a word, he would basically kind of sweep your legs and just lay down on you. Yeah. So it was a trick. Yeah. It wasn't really wrestling. Yeah, I think, I still, I still say in that whole scenario, the bear yeah. is not trained to wrestle or even do the trick. Right. The bear is trained not to eat you. Yes. Well, he said you were warned explicitly not to anger the bear. Well, then of course you're never going to beat the bear <laughs> <Right>. in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so 
you couldn't hit the bear or pull the bear's fur. Fur, okay, right. all right. That's fair. You could, you could wrestle all you want. You shouldn't be pulling you know, the hair of your opponent. And, no, no, no. Well, I guess in professional wrestling, there is right. some punching and grabbing of hair. So, that's, uh, so he said there's no way you can beat the bear. Yeah, I can buy that, especially yeah. under those parameters. But again, I still contest that the bear is trained not to eat you, and if the bear forgets his training, right. you're a goner. Yes, you're right. I don't think 20 bucks was enough. Not for me. No, $20 is not enough. I mean, there's a lot of things what? besides getting eaten that could happen with oh, that yeah, wrestling yeah. You just get crushed under that bear. <laughs> the... Um, yeah, so it's yeah, so the, he's got an even better story that he's going to tell me about a monkey. I gotcha. All right, so we'll a see. wrestling monkey. Well, well, it wasn't a wrestling monkey, but I'll, I'll, we'll we'll see where that story goes. So, um, so while got, I was away, did you get any uh, get any work on work done on your in the garage here in the I did in the TDSR uh, carport and recording I, studio. I got started putting in um, a new seal engine seal on the Ranchero. Okay. So I you haven't been listening. Peter and I have got two project cars. I have a Ranchero and he has a Scout. Thus the uh, the car repair series in our I, podcast. I think if you've noticed that, so we've. We say we talk about transportation and we talk about food. Yeah. But we've talked a lot about bears. Yeah, I guess we're on our sick. And then I've got some more material. I've got a letter from a listener about a bear. Yeah. So we've got... Uh, we've we're due to see a bear in this town, aren't we? We saw one in Kernsville last week while you were gone. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. You saw I, did, I didn't see it, but it was in the paper. But there was a sighting? Yeah, there was yeah, a sighting. Okay, yeah. There yeah. We might be, we might just uh, become a bear-centric podcast. Maybe we'll have to go wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle a wild bear. Who would I? Oh, I, the thing I was talking about today is is I think the story. There's a little thunder in the background in the studio. Yeah, this is uh, we're storming some weather here. Dark and stormy night. The um, I think it would make a good story, a good movie, to tell the Ted the Terrible the bear. Yeah. Tell his story from his perspective. Oh, that would be pretty clever. Yeah. So the scene starts as like a wide pan of the Alaskan tundra. Yeah. And the young Ted the Terrible is running across <laughs> the tundra, free and happy. And then however he gets captured into the whole story about him on the wrestling circuit. So do, would you have someone narrate or would you have someone talk for the bear? I think you'd narrate. The voice it. of the bear. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I think you'd narrate over Oh, you'd narrate? Yeah, maybe. Because you have, could have the voice of the bear. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. might be pretty funny. Who would you cast to be the voice of the bear? Voice of the bear. You'd have to, I don't know. It'd be, be interesting to see who you get, like, <laughs> like Owen Wilson or something. That's right, yes. Yeah. He would be good. Yeah, something like that. So, uh, yeah, Hollywood, if you're listening, that's our that's 100% our idea. We'll post that up on our website real soon. Yeah. So, yes, I did work on my car. So, interestingly enough, we were talking about spark plugs because you changed the spark plugs in your 4Runner. Yeah, I did. So I changed them in my Honda, right. 2004 Honda Accord 4-cylinder. This is the one that was stolen from under your nose right? while watching Gone in 60 Seconds. Yes. Okay. So, uh, What episode was that that we did? Was that episode 11 or 12? Yeah, that was one of the it was early ones. one of the early ones. ones. Yeah. yeah, if you're new to the podcast, you need to go back and listen to that one. I think the name of the episode is Gone in 60 Seconds, isn't it? Uh I'd have to look back. Is okay. it gone in six seconds? Well, maybe yeah. that we maybe that's a name we really shouldn't yeah. be using. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that may be uh, a uh, patented. We name. might have some copyright infringements going on here. So when we you put the new you put NGK spark plugs in your Forerunner, uh, it was Denzos. 
Oh, you I, put Denzo. And I wish I wish I had done NGKs. Okay. Well, I ended up putting Denzo's back in the Honda. Okay. Because I had NGKs in there, put Denzo's back. Right. But here is the problem that I ran across. First of all, if there are any Honda engineers listening, you did a great job in putting all four spark plugs on top of the engine where they can all be reached. Thank you, Honda. Yeah, the bar's pretty low, man. Right. It's pretty easy to put four on top. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy, but still, thank you for doing that. The only thing you could have done differently is not put them down a 12-foot well where <laughs> you can lose a socket down in there. Yes. So a little tip to anybody who's changing out those, get a consolidated socket and extension. Otherwise, you're going to be fishing that socket out of that well. But, so... I go in there to do this, and the first thing you have to do is take off all that cowling, okay? So this is a Honda. It's a 10-millimeter socket. Takes all the cowling off and takes off the coils. 10-millimeter I mean, socket. When you say coiling, what, I mean the, uh, the cowling. Just that little plastic stuff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah the yeah, plastic yeah, yeah. trim pieces. Yeah, yeah the I trim pieces. You. All right, so 10-millimeter trim pieces come off. 10-millimeter, you can get the coils off of each of the off of each of the spark plugs. And if you're not an automotive person, the coil is just what's producing the spark and it sits on top of the spark plug. Mm -hmm. But it's held down with a 10 millimeter um, uh, uh, bolt. Right. Okay, so 10 millimeter, 10 millimeter. So, if with that piece of information and no other information, what size was the uh, spark plug socket? Can you have a guess? You know the answer. Well, yeah, uh, it's probably a non-metric. Yeah, it's non-metric. It's five eighths. Right. So, why do you have a car that's got metric all over the engine, and then the spark plug is a five eighths socket? Now, I bet you you could get a metric socket on there. You think I could? I think there. I think there's a metric equivalent that's to close five enough. So it's very close to five eighths. Yeah, eights. I think a met, there's a metric equivalent now. But, but the uh, for the longest time, American engines were all. English or standard. Right. In fact, when you started getting into like the mid '80s, your engines were still English, but then they started using metric fasteners everywhere else. That's where you saw yeah. the big mix. Yes. And it seems like that just stuck with some major components. So on your car, you'll probably still see your, like you said, your spark plugs. Right. And another one is your right. lug nuts. Right. Is that your lug nuts are still are still standard? Are still standard. Yeah. And so you've got. Metrics and standards on the same car. Yeah. Which I have a problem with. Uh, yeah, I don't blame him. Now, you can actually speak with some authority on this because you are a engineer in the automotive industry. That's right. So you, this isn't just something you're making up when you're talking about this. Right. And a lot of, a lot of it has to do with what department is working on the vehicle. <laughs> it's really hard to change yeah. when you are dealing with a lot of standard parts used across many, many different cars. And so when huh. you make that change, you gotta make that change for everybody. Right. Because automotive companies make their, make their margins on using a lot of parts, the and volume you, of parts. And you all certify your parts too. So like just changing your part is very, it's not just like, oh, I'm just gonna use this other supplier. Don't you like certify your suppliers or certify your parts? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We, yeah there's, it, all the suppliers go through a quality control process. Yeah. And yeah. so, yeah, so if we have to switch suppliers, we have to run through that same process, same process with right. the new supplier. But it does cause million-dollar problems, as we've seen in history. Just mixing up metric and English? Yes. Oh, absolutely. So the most famous one was the Mars lander. Yeah. Whereas they're getting close to landing, all of a sudden it 
land, it lands burn, hard. It burns up. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's because one team that was working on it was using the English standard, and the other team was using the metric, and so they blew past the landing by however many feet, miles, or whatever they did, and well, crashed the lander. Yeah, so the, yeah, the, the um, so NASA was on the metric system. Really? Yeah, it was NASA that was on the metric system. Uh, it was their contractor, I think it was Lockheed Martin. Really? They're the ones on the English system. Huh. They're the ones that, where the right. communication broke apart. Yeah, you'd think, you would think that would have been caught early in the process. You'd think that'd be like in the handbook. Right, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, it's dangerous, man, to mix those things. So I think you should either have an all-metric car or an all-standard car, but I don't like mixing. But, and I'll tell you something else about that, is I, it doesn't matter whether it's standard or metric. I can't pick the sock. Like, my dad can look at a bolt and say, okay, that's a 10 millimeter. Yeah, like that's, yeah. And, and he would go get it, and it would be whatever he said it was. I have to go and get six sockets that I think are around the size that I think it's going to be, and I'll still not have the right one. Yeah, I, I've got the exact I've got the exact same problems. I'm thinking back to that um, that spark plug example. Mm. I bet you though that the hex part of the spark plug mm. will handle English or standard or metric. Huh. But I bet you the threads, I bet you the threads are metric. That may be true. You still yeah. got an old spark plug? Mm. We should measure it. Yeah, right. no, I, I tossed them. All right, yeah, yeah. I always toss them too. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be interesting. That's even more diabolical because now you've got <laughs> metric threads on a um, metric threads on a uh, standard. No, no, yeah, metric threads on a standard. Either bolt. way, yeah, go yeah, either way. You're, go either way. You're, you're, you're yeah. a goner. Yeah. And you know, I've been doing some brake line work recently. I think I saw like a standard, like a 316th brake line yeah. with, with metric, metric fittings. It's probably for a, a modern vehicle. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's just not right. You shouldn't have, because all brake lines going to be what? Three sixteenths, probably. There's some more thunder in there the background, more sound effects. Hey, um, so fun, fun fact, you know, we're only one of three countries in the world that are still in the English system. Really? Yeah. One of the three. The, uh, so it's the, let's see, I'm trying to remember. I think, I know one of them's Liberia. It <laughs> <laughs> seems pretty random. Liberia, yes. Uh, Liberia and... And that, I thought the other one started with an L also. Huh. But yeah, there's only three of us. Wow. The United States, Liberia, and another one. Well, I did read a meme today that said that the only time that the standard system still makes sense is with temperature. Because like 100 degrees sounds hot compared to uh, what would it be about... Oh, 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit sounds hotter than when you say 100 degrees Fahrenheit in Celsius, which would be like 30 or 40. But it's super easy. It, yeah, it's in the mid-30s. Yeah. It's super easy that 100 degrees Celsius is boiling. That's true. Right. It's yeah, the math, is e- the math is easy. Math is super easy. Yeah, the math is super easy. But on a summer day, it seems hot when you say it's 100 degrees outside. So the, the, uh, the crazy thing was when we were in... Austria, mm. it was in the mid to high 30s. It was really hot. 30 so, Celsius. Celsius. Which so is I was constantly 90. doing, constantly doing the math. And uh, so I finally figured out the easy way to do the math on this one. So I've had to do a lot of this conversion recently. So tell me what your system is. So my system is, is from going from metric to English uh, in temperature. Right. Well, you figure that on a scale from zero to 100, you count that as a percentage. Okay. All right. So yeah. let's say it's. 30 degrees Celsius. Uh-huh. 
So I'd convert that to 30%. Okay. Because from zero to 100 okay. in Celsius is the same range as 32 to 212, which is 180 degrees. Right. So what I do is I take 30% of 180. Wow. That gives me 60. Then right. I add what the other part was, was the 32. Right. That gives me 92. I'm done. That's, so, that's the going the other way. Yeah. Uh, it's a little more tricky. It's a little more tricky. You got yeah. to subtract and do, do the uh, reverse percentage. But this leads me to another example of why this is so dangerous. So I, I've had to monitor refrigerators recently and freezers for vaccine storage. Okay. And so it gives me the temperatures in Celsius. Right. So I have to multiply that by 1.8 and add 32, which gives me the Fahrenheit. Okay, there we go. 1.8. Okay, that's much easier. Yeah, well, yeah so it's the, that's the... <laughs> Yeah, one point eight. What's is all this the, percentage garbage? One point eight <laughs> is the uh, what's that in math called? It's the um, there's a term for it. I'll think of it. So, anyways, so after that conversion, but when I first got this system, I thought it was giving me limited data when I was searching um, for for uh, when I was searching for data on it. But it turns out they calculate date in this system, year, month, day. So like 22, 20, so like today would be 5, 8, no, no, it'd be 22, 5, 8. They, okay. have, they use a, a different, they use like an, a European model or Canadian model for notations of date. Oh, the date, yes. Yeah, and so yes. when I figured that out, then I was able to go and get all my data. But until then, it looked like I was, you know, I didn't know how to search for the right. data because you had to put the, you had to put the month and day in differently than you do in America. Yeah, the one I've the one I've seen it's day month year. Right. Okay, that's it. Day month year. year. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the day month year. So it was low enough in the day range that I was looking that it was still under twelve. Right. So to me, it looked like month day year instead of day month. Year. Exactly. Yes. You can yeah. easily get those mixed you up. You can easily get that. That should be <laughs> standardized everywhere. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I don't no. care which we pick. Just pick one. And I have a feeling Liberia also has our way of doing the date. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, if you're under 12 on the day-month system, right. it's very confusing. That's right, especially yeah. if you're trying to convert. Well, um, I think we have come to the end of uh, another episode of That Don't Sound Right. Yes, wake up, wake up, we're done, we're yeah. done. So we are at episode 46, I think. Man, it's going by quick. Yeah, so maybe not for our listeners, but it's right. going by quick for us. And we uh, we still have something special we think planned for the end of the summer, early fall. A couple, I think I think we're up to two special things. Oh, two special. Yeah, things. I think we're up to two special things. Oh, we'll nice. announce them real soon. Okay, but um, if you have time, go to the um, go to our links and buy a t-shirt, buy a cup, post us on social media. Right, we're also in TDSRpodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Got a couple other emails recently. Mm. Uh, Brad, mm. by the way, he has an exotic pet. <laughs> <laughs> so we will talk about that real soon. So if you didn't listen to it last week, I was bemoaning the fact that I, I currently don't know anybody with an exotic pet. I'm going to ask him to bring it to one of our recordings. Oh, awesome. How awesome would that would be? That would be great. So oh. you can actually, A, meet him, okay. and then you will now know someone with an exotic I'd, I'd, pet. I'd be back in balance. Yes. Oh, we did, almost didn't do um, words of wisdom. Oh, yeah. What is the words of wisdom? 
It's so it's since we're talking about these stand. Ooh, there's a words of wisdom where don't be outside right now. Hey, uh, should we go get in the bathtub? <laughs> Turn the shower on. As a listener too, if you uh, since you listened to the episode, tested that out. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, measure twice, cut, cut once. Those are the words of wisdom. That's right. Measure twice, right. cut once. And you know what the converse of that is? What's that? Measure once, cuss twice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I'm the same with this as I am with the choosing a socket. I'll measure twice, cut once, and it'll still be wrong. Oh, well, good. That's why you need to get three. Right. You pick three, plus or minus one. Yeah. Well, y'all uh, keep uh, <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> Hey, we're out of practice. Yeah. So we try it again. Stay curious. Good night.